The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. It's been one week since the U.S. Supreme Court removed the constitutional protection for abortion. Historically, and still today, Christian faith leaders are divided on the issue. Samantha Willis spoke with a minister from Sixth Mount Zion Baptist Church in Richmond about her unique perspective on the topic. For Reverend Dwileen Butler, deciding to get an abortion was one of the most difficult decisions she's ever had to make. The pregnancy was the result of rape. I literally was called a murderer walking up to the clinic. Afterwards, she doubted if she could continue serving as a minister. But eventually, she realized she needed to share her story with her congregation. The freedom to make decisions with your body is, I think, a fundamental right. And to take that away from someone based on their gender or their reproductive abilities is dangerous precedent for the church to celebrate. The response from the Christian community to the overturning of Roe v. Wade has been varied. Some, like Butler, are troubled with the decision, while other groups, like the Southern Baptist Convention, rejoiced at the Supreme Court's ruling. Samantha Willis, VPM News. VPM News reporter Megan Pauley also contributed to this story. After a contentious General Assembly session this year, a range of hard-fought new laws take effect in Virginia today. Patrick Larson has some top-line items. Starting today, Virginians won't have to register with the state to buy medical cannabis from dispensaries. They just need approval from a practitioner. But lawmakers did bring back some penalties for pot possession. Now carrying four ounces to one pound in public is a misdemeanor. On the education front, the Virginia Department of Education has until the end of the month to develop policies for schools to inform parents of instructional materials containing sexually explicit content. And starting this fall, college students in certain extracurricular groups must receive hazing prevention training under Adams Law, named after the VCU freshman who died in a 2021 hazing incident. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Yesterday, the Virginia Department of Health launched a new dashboard to track firearm injuries reported by hospital emergency departments statewide. Findings from the dashboard show firearm injuries increased by 72 percent between 2018 and 2021. The majority of related emergency department visits were by men and black patients. Virginia is among nine states, as well as Washington, D.C., that received funding from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for this project. Planners have developed a framework to reconnect Richmond's historic black neighborhood of Jackson Ward. They say it will boost investment in the area and pay homage to black excellence in a community once known as the Harlem of the South. Whitney Evans reports. The proposal includes capping a four-block section of I-95, adding green space, paths, new buildings, and opportunities to celebrate arts, culture, and history. But urban planner Ebony Walden says Richmond's got to compete with other cities for funding this year as part of a new federal program aimed at reconnecting communities like Jackson Ward. 
highways went through communities in almost every city that existed throughout the United States at the time. So this bifurcation of black communities is not unique to Richmond, but we have to make the case for why Richmond, why are we unique? Richmond leaders voted nearly 70 years ago to build Interstates 95 and 64 through the neighborhood, which was created after the Civil War to pack black voters. The construction displaced thousands of residents, including the family of Thea Woodson. I'm pretty sure it was a struggle for my family, you know, my parents to have to do that because they didn't place us in the world. Woodson says he's excited to see the project put the neighborhood back together. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Several pandemic-related policies protecting tenants facing eviction in Virginia ended yesterday. Starting today, landlords only have to give their renters five days to pay their overdue rent before eviction proceedings can begin. Landlords can also resume charging tenants for late fees. They're also no longer required to offer repayment plans instead of charging a lump sum. Different standards apply for landlords who have received federal funding through the CARES Act. For example, they'll have to give tenants 30 days of notice before beginning eviction proceedings. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) 